it's time for Taking Care of Business on Midlands 183. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Midlands 103. Hello and a very good evening to you. It's Tuesday the 13th of June. I'm Ronan Berry and you're very welcome to Taking Care of Business here on Midlands 103 coming up between now and 8pm. You're going to meet the owner of Fearbia Farm near Ballyfin. It's a regenerative farm producing nutrient-rich food without artificial fertilisers, GM feed, chemical sprays or even animal medicines. Owner Brendan Guinan will be along shortly to tell you all about the ambitious project that he created there and something that's really uh, coming to fruition because just last week he was crowned a sustainable farmer of Ireland. Um, a huge award and huge accolade for him. Brendan will take us through setting up Fearbia Farm, the food he produces. He'll also invite you to a very special event taking place on the farm this weekend, so stay tuned for that. Noelle Burke is HR Director at Vodafone Ireland and she's going to come on and speak about the new Caring for Vulnerable Others support programme that Vodafone have just launched in this country. It's going to allow up to 10 additional days paid leave for people who have to care for a loved one. But it's quite interesting because the definition of a loved one in this case extends beyond your immediate family. It can even include somebody in your community or somebody who you're quite close with too. So it's a very very um, groundbreaking programme and actually it coincides with uh, National Carers Week which takes place this week too. So Noel will give us all the details about that scheme and uh, show what they're doing in order to try and lead the way in terms of creating supports for employees when it comes to care for somebody at the home or somebody within their community. And finally, Rat Downey's John O'Hearn has just been selected to represent Ireland at the prestigious Cannes Young Lions. It's often referred to as the Oscars of advertising. So he's a digital marketing executive with Borgosh Energy, but uh, clearly has an extremely bright future ahead of him in that sector. And John will join me towards the end of the show to just talk about the nomination, what it took to get there and uh, what the expectations are. I think that competition is taking place in the next couple of days or in the next week too. So really looking forward to hearing about that from John. I had never heard of it before, I'm honest with you. So looking forward to seeing what John has to say. That and much more happening on the show too. To get in touch and to join the conversation, 083 103 is the text and WhatsApp number that you can get me on. But before that, um, that whole thing around self-care for entrepreneurs. If you were an entrepreneur, do you actually partake in any self-care? Well, believe it or not, self-care for entrepreneurs is the title of a workshop that's been held on Thursday of this week. That's the 15th of June. And it's been led by Dr. Diane Cooper of True Fitness in Port Arlington. Diane, of course, will be very familiar to the people here on Midlands 103. Diane herself is an entrepreneur. She's been involved in two startups since her career started. And she knows full well what it's like and what the challenges are in terms of balancing business life, family life, you know, trying to keep yourself fit, trying to keep your health, yourself healthy too. Now, given her um, her background too as a clinical exercise uh, physiologist, uh, there's nobody better versed to speak to us about what we can do and steps we can take to improve our overall health. And I'm sure if, the, if our own health improves, the health of our business can improve too. Diane, you're very welcome to studio. Ronan, thanks very much for having me. Um, I'm, I'm actually I'm really really delighted to do this it's uh, it's something I've been thinking about for a while so Ron, as you know we've been chatting a few times Ronan and you know like for the last 20 years I've spent um, uh, basically most of my academic my research my professional career helping people 
with their health. Um, but, you know, as you mentioned, I'm an entrepreneur for a long time um, and I've really been thinking about other entrepreneurs in recent months because I, I had a business for 15 years and I started again in September. So I became a startup after all of that time. Um, and, you know, if you think of other people who are also in that situation, like they might have other part time or full time jobs. They're trying to care for children. Like you, you often don't have the resources and the finances and all of the stuff that you need when you're trying to um, start a business. And if you're in small business, you're trying to be everything to everyone until kind of things come together for you. And that can take quite a lot of time. And quite often the one person that you don't actually respond to their needs is your very own. You get, you definitely get put to the end. You get put to the end of the priority list. Um, but I suppose, and, and like that was me, like you know, trying to run a business, um, doing my PhD, having an academic job, having a research job at the same time for nearly 10 years. Um, but you realise that uh, like I, I, that's very difficult to manage and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there trying to do that but one of the things that got me through without health issues is actually doing whatever you can to look after yourself in whatever way you can and like when we talk about self-care there's a reason I call it self-care so S would stand for sleep and the considerations for sleep E would would represent kind of eating well the L would represent looking after yourself. So within that, you have movement, which is, is crucial. Um, and you have lots of other factors like your entrepreneur NCT. Like you'll bring your car for an NCT and make sure that it's operating well. You'll put the right fuel in your car because you have to, because otherwise it'll cause problems. And we do all these things for other people, but we leave ourselves to the end of the pile. And your, your body and your mind can only take so much. So, um, so basically what you said, you can't build a business on a can of Coke and a pot of crisps. <laughs> you, you, re, you can try. And you do it for a while. But if you want to, like, if you want optimal, uh, like my background is exercise physiology. I've worked with athletes. I've worked with everybody in the exercise side of stuff. If you want optimal performance, you have to put a few pieces of a jigsaw together if, if in terms of the human body. And if you want the same for business, like it's like if you think of the courses that are available for business, there's courses for marketing, for sales, for strategy, for all of these things. Um, but, you know, I always say to people, if I go down myself because of poor health my business goals all of the people that I'm looking after um, who are pay, who are paying their mortgages looking after kids all sorts of stuff the whole the whole thing goes down so it's it's really really important for you to actually look after yourself and make sure that you can sustain this um, and be well and enjoy the journey and not be strangled with stress and all of the things that it brings because all of a sudden and I see this with all of the people I work with and I'm tracking it in my own life all of a sudden 10 years pass and you, you know you've really your body knows it <laughs> your mind knows it um, and you've just had a whole pile of stress and not really got the rewards from it uh, you know of the, the joys of the journey of working for yourself as well yeah, um, I, I think as well as people move to their careers too maybe that that awareness that sense of you're growing older and some say maybe some, for some people some mornings it can be like you know maybe I feel like I'm really old the next day then you <laughs> jump out of bed and you feel like you're back in your youth again <laughs> and you want to try and capture that too but to strip it right back down and you're always somebody who's like you know it's never too late to start oh, getting it no. and the whole issue around kind of I suppose being mobile and a bit of movement really came to the fore during COVID because yeah. so many people were forced to work from home. Now, that's something you had kind of nearly always done in terms of being desk based. So it's yeah. something you were quite familiar with. But, you know, where are we? we, we it used to be said that like uh, the stationary or sedentary lifestyle is like the 
it's like the next pandemic or next epidemic that it, we, we don't grasp how serious this can be. Sure. Have we improved as a as a species? Um, well, we you're hearing more and more now about sedentary behaviour and you're completely correct. And it's not the next one. It's here. <laughs> so it's here. It's global. It's widespread. Um, and we need to, you know, not think it's far away because it's here and it's us every day. So if you like... If you think of a day, or t- take take my day. I could today deadlines all day, eight hours at the computer. Um, I sit then uh, for when I eat. I go to bed for whatever amount of time my little one lets me, <laughs> which is lying down. But really and truly, if I look at a day, I could be sedentary twenty, you know, maybe eighteen out of twenty four hours. And what that does is, um, it'll do things like it'll drive up your blood sugars, it'll drive up your cholesterols, it'll just as I as I sit here, um, and even even physically. Like people complain who have these types of jobs would complain of neck pain, back pain. So if you just take the seated position here, if I'm hunched over a computer, my chest muscles get short and they get tight and my back muscles get stretched and they get very weak. And all of this contributes to back issues and pain and all sorts of stuff. And even sitting here, my hip flexors at the front of my hips, they're getting um, basically weak and tight as well. And that'll give us knee pain and, and all sorts of things. And people will spend an awful lot of money on physios and, you know, spending a lot of time in pain. But like on Thursday, I'll be basically sharing some simple flexibility routines that you can do and some strength and conditioning routines that you can do that can counteract all of that. And it's not you need to when you're talking about interrupting sedentary time, like you have to remember every minute makes a difference. It's not like you don't have to carve out an hour for exercise. And, you know, a busy person doesn't have that. So it's how to use the time and your daily habits and and put in those moments of movement that can give you those health benefits. And that's really what we'll be focusing on. And hopefully kind of those habits, you know, they become a habit and you can develop them into something more maybe as you progress through it as well. Briefly, take us through those four elements again. The S was for sleeping, um, something that you mentioned off air. Uh, for about two years of your life was something you didn't get or didn't do a whole lot of. For, for a long time, yeah. So I'd, for those for those years where I was doing four jobs at the same time, I was working 80 hour weeks and I uh, my sleep was terrible as well because you have, you're, you're constantly, you're under a lot of pressure obviously um, and you're, you're, you're your heart rate's always kind of high. You're in basically fight or flight mode and your body can't kind of do sleep at the same time. So it's very difficult. So I got very, very interested in this whole area of sleep hygiene and um, how we can counteract that. And I had a couple of really good years and I really looked at the strategies I'll be talking about on Thursday and I worked out a lovely one for myself. And then my little girl came along and she decided she wasn't going to let us sleep for about two and a half years. So look, it's, it's, you know, there's no point in me saying to people, well, you need eight hours sleep. Some people have no control over the sleep that they're going to get. So it's my job to help people for whatever amount of time they can sleep to put practice in place to get good quality sleep so that you don't have health consequences of chronic deprivation. I, would say, I think people will appreciate that because I think that's often a problem with some kind of the wellness industry can be you need to get eight hours, you need oh, to yeah. journal everything. everything. For yeah. most people, it's that's just, just, not, just not realistic. Not that is just not, not, not realistic as well. The eating piece, people probably go, oh, here we go again. We're going to talk about good food. <laughs> the man coming on after you can, will teach people a thing or two about eating well. But um, when it comes to eating then... Um, Okay, so when this, people this are, are yeah, absolutely, and when people are really, really busy, you don't have the luxury of trying to keep everything perfect all of the time. And I, this is my, my, this is my profession, and I can tell you now, I don't have everything perfect all of the time. So we do what we'll do is we'll focus on really simple things, like you know, a breakfast that takes twenty seconds to prepare. For example, overnight oats. 
put your oats in the bowl, put in your chocolate milk, let it soak overnight in the morning, handful of blueberries, handful of nuts and seeds. That is a beautifully balanced meal and it took 20 seconds, right? So I'll be doing a lot of the, the quick fire stuff that make sure you have nutritious uh, breakfast, nutritious snacks, lunches and so on. But we'll also talk about eating on the road um, and quick swaps that you can make. Like there's no point in me saying to every, you have to prepare every meal from scratch. Don't use any, it's not going to work and it, with, but with the stuff that I do in my busy life I still know that I'm getting lots of health benefits from it so that's what I'm trying to share um, and that's the approach that you have to take you have to work with the reality of the situation I know everything that's that you know the A to Z of beautiful nutrition but we have to work with the practicalities um, and even one simple thing that I would do if the day gets completely out of control I always think eat the rainbow so um, if I, even if my lunch or dinner wasn't you know perfect I think I, I I add colour. So I add vegetables or I add fruits and I make sure that I'm getting those nutrients. So it's, it's kind of like the quick tips and tricks to get nutrients in your body to help you deal with life and, and, and be healthy is what we'll focus on. Uh, the look and after because you've already mentioned the entrepreneur NCT as well. You bother up with things like the power of connecting and creating a bit of white space in your diary. I mean, very difficult as well for people to have that. Very difficult. When you say white space, are you talking about time where there's nothing planned? I do indeed. Yeah. So I, I talk to people about doing a time journal and figuring out. Generally, what you'll find is for people who are really, really overwhelmed, overworked, all the rest of it, they have none, which means that every minute of every day is full. And that is a quick, well, actually often slow um, road to a disaster. So it'll be your mental health, it'll be whatever it is it'll be a physical injury uh, and you can't recover from that in very quickly, it takes a bit of time so we talk about the importance of white space and the thing about white space is once, you know, if you find 10 minutes that you've never had before you actually get such immediate benefits from it. You kind of want, you know, 15, <laughs> you want 20. And it actually sets the chain in motion for building in proper rest and recovery and things that um, outside of work and outside of stress that can refuel you and replenish you and keep you really, really healthy. And it's little things. And it is, so again, it's back to making those small steps. Small one steps. Texter who was on about said that, you know, busy people won't find that hour in the day. But and I think that what you're saying is to start with small steps oh, yeah. too. And, and, for, begin, and I think for any entrepreneur or business owner there'll be weeks or maybe a month where they know Absolutely. they're going to have very little downtime but there'll be months but it's about building it in and making sure it's there when you do it the final part very briefly finding fun and focus surely this is what we should all be looking for never mind the work piece Absolutely but you know what in, in the kind of 17 years of consultation work when I ask people what do they do for fun or what brings them joy or you know pure joy laughter happiness often we don't actually know <laughs> As, when, as we get into adulthood, we really we have don't. To check Instagram. Um, we have what, to. What it uh, it's is, yeah. and and but that's okay, right? So if you sit down and think about it, and and then remember what what brings you fun. You just talked about building in the recovery periods after stressful times. Mm. If you build in the fun, it really helps balance everything out, and it's it's really really good. But the last thing I would say on focus is in business, we're we're often focused on outcomes, 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 and you're so driven on these. But I would say to try and be mindful and try and be in the moment and enjoy the journey and you know don't forget about all of the life that happens in between because all of a sudden you'll wake up it'll be 10 years later and you know you want an awful lot more from life than not knowing where the last 10 years went and fun is allowed by the way Abs- it's essential <laughs> self-care for entrepreneurs it takes place in the Collection Hotel this Thursday the 15th of June from 12.30pm to 2pm how can people find out more about it yeah so it's supported by uh, the local enterprise office Leash and Leash Chamber Alliance so it's free so if you go on to the local enterprise office Leash website and look under events you can register there there's a link to register 
Diane, sounds sounds uh, or, or any of the sorry Edufish channels as well. We we have it on it as well. Yeah, yeah. sounds very interesting. You get lots of fantastic tips and, and advice there for people as well. So if you if you have a chance, check that out on Thursday and uh, get the full benefit out. I better let her go. She is togged out here, ready to go for a run when she goes home, <laughs> and you can absolutely get best. She does not waste a minute. Time for a quick break. After that, you're going to meet Brendan Guinan, the owner and founder of Fear Be a Farm. And just last week, he was crowned as Ireland's Sustainable Farmer of the Year. A huge accolade, and that the business is actually still very very young but he has achieved amazing things in just a couple of years find out exactly what very shortly taking care of business with thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business still to come here on taking care of business the Radowney man who has been selected to represent Ireland at the prestigious Cannes Young Lions often referred to as the Oscars of advertising. So can you find out about that a little bit later in the show? And Vodafone Ireland launched in the last week or two a new initiative support programme basically for their employees called Caring for Vulnerable Others and it allows people extra paid leave to look after somebody in their family, in their community or somebody who is quite close to them too. It's a new initiative and it fits in nicely actually this week because it is indeed National Carers Week. So Noel Burke, HR Director of Vodafone, will be along to tell you more about that in a little while. Before that though, before the break, we were talking there about health and wellness and self-care for entrepreneurs and the idea of food and nutrition and the type of food you get is obviously hugely important. So imagine if you were a, a driver, you were basically hauling, I believe, hazardous waste across Ireland and Europe, and then you decided to buy about a 26-acre plot of abandoned forestry near Port Leash, and you decided to set up a regenerative farm. Now, I can hazard a guess that most people would say you're absolutely crazy to do so, but imagine just a few short years later, if you were supplying some of the best hotels and restaurants around the country with your meat, but also if you were just after being crowned a Sustainable Farmer of the Year at the prestigious Spring Awards up in the RDS. Well, all that is actually the case for Brendan Guinan, the founder and owner of Fear Be A Farm. Brendan, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to come in to me again. How are you, Ronan? Firstly, congratulations on the award last week. That, I believe, is a major achievement. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, I'm not doing really what I... Uh, what I'm doing for awards, but as I said to you, it's a, it's like the Michelin star of uh, regenerative farming. Do you know, it, it's it's independent awards. This, uh, the RDS is steeped in agricultural history back to the 1700s. So it's um, I, w- I was actually delighted now, and uh, it just so hel- happened helped as well that the I got a nice check as well with it. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the the, pers- the name alone, it's like having a um, um, reference from a very good, um, uh, you know, gives you legitimacy. Absolutely, you know. yeah. To achieve that in such a short space of time, given that this was a whole new venture, a kind of a whole new way of life for you in terms of your, your career up to date as well. So, look, take us back a little bit. Regenerative farming, what is it? Can you sum it up kind of briefly? Tell us what it is and is it a way forward? Yeah, um, well, basically regenerative farming, the simple met- method is you leave more behind than you take out, uh, whether it's um, organic matter in the soil. Um, it's it's about um, uh, my head is gone for a second now. <laughs> well, I suppose, I know, <laughs> the, the, animal welfare, yes, animal welfare um, and human welfare as well. Like uh, it's it, everything slows down. Um, it's about stacking enterprises on your land that the waste from one enterprise. Um, is the resource for the next as well. So you, you design an ecosystem that's actually self-sustaining and you don't use, you, well, you don't need chemicals, no chemical intervention needed at all. 
So, um, and that chemical intervention is it's not just pesticides or sprays for the food. It's actually down to medication for your animals, too. So no, no chemicals at all. On no the farm, chemical intervention, yeah. which is going slap in the face, really, of conventional farming. It is then. But it actually goes a level deeper as well, because we've we, we direct sell all our own produce as well. So um, only in the last couple of weeks, we um, acquired um, an approved uh, HSC approved butchering facility. So we're actually butchering all our own animals now as well. And now we have be, always been gluten-free and nitrates-free and all that, but we've taken it a step further now, now that we can actually do it ourselves. I have two butchers that are working for me and we're sweet curing our own honey, our own bacon and rashers with our own honey from the farm. So um, like, it opens up a whole new area again. Um, plus we use every... Um, kilo of that animal um, we tan the hides we use the all the offal meat is sold before the, each animal is processed um, we render the fat uh, into lard we um, sell all obviously the, the muscle meat um, we have marrow bones you know we use every part of that animal uh, and that's part of regenerative farming as well that you respect the animals you respect the land and you value and honour uh, um, the life of each animal, you know. Wow. I mean, some of your signature products, um, your organic Wagyu beef, that's rare enough in Ireland. It's the only organic Wagyu really? beef in Ireland. And wow. the reason for that is to get proper marbling or really um, deep marbling into Wagyu beef, you need to feed a lot of high protein uh, concentrates. And that's very expensive for organic farmers to do. So, that's why uh, no man is lunatic enough to um, <laughs> to tackle it. But so we reduce our um, marbling slightly, but we reduce our carbon footprint um, um, down to about less than a third of what standard beef is, because they're fattened on grass. They're but they also eat a lot of um, whatever else they can get um, legumes and and. Um, they eat leaves, these, you know. Um, and, and, and they're all growing already on the forest floor because they're not being, they're not being um, hoed out of it. They're not being sprayed. Is that it? Like, are they yeah. actually, these are natural ingredients that are feeding these products then? Yeah, really, to get some decent forage growing in the forest, we had to thin the forest out, let light down onto the forest floor. Um, and then between the organic matter from the animals, um, as they rotated around in small paddocks, um, it woke up the latent seed bank that was in the forest floor. So lots of grasses grew, but lots of other um, forage grew as well. And what the cattle don't eat, the, the laying hens will eat or the turkeys will eat or the, and the, the, the pigs will eat or the bees will pollinate. Wow. I was looking as well as the organic Wagyu and the gluten-free beef burgers and sausages. There's the, the sweet cured bacon from the honey on your own farm, the dry cured nitrate free bag bacon. The forest reared eggs on sourdough toast as well. I mean, it's you can just begin to see that that as you say, that whole ecosystem that's building on it. Um, but you've you've developed, a, as you say, already a big brand name for yourself. You're supplying a number of major restaurants and hotels around the country already. Your your name has gotten out there. You've gained huge attention even before this award. Yeah, I, um, this time last year I was nominated as a food on the edge ambassador, which is basically a group of chefs that get together each year and just bounce off one another as to where. Um, how to be more sustainable and 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 um, uh, I got nominated as, as an ambassador. I done a presentation there and like 
it was unbelievable the amount of chefs that just got attracted to me um, so we're supplying Ashford Castle we're supplying Drina Allen in Ballymaloo Cookery School we're supplying several other um, like JP McMahon um, that many chefs came looking for food or for, for produce that we couldn't supply them all straight away so the chefs buy them for their own family uh, so I, I, I supplied loads of turkeys to chefs uh, like Drina had her turkey for um, uh, for Christmas Day um, from me I couldn't supply the cookery school with enough you know that's some testimonial in fairness now that if the, if the top chefs are buying your food for, for their families as well that's that's fabulous too but you've also opened up the doors of your farm as well and you're starting to I know there's little markets taking place the likes of um, you know organic vegetables and stuff and, and things but also this weekend you're basically having an off-grid forest feast extravaganza yeah, well, because I direct sell everything, um, I need to make contact with the end customer. So in order to do that, I had to open the farm. I wanted people to come in and experience the peace and tranquility of uh, what I experience every day and hopefully make a connection with a certain amount of the people that will buy the produce because it is a business at the end of the day. Uh, it, uh, it, this is my full-time job. My wife is a full-time mother. Um, so we have to, uh, you know, generate an income and one of the ways of doing that is um, I built a fire pit um, we use all our own hardwood timber from the tinnings of the forest and we cook our own food on it a couple of chefs have come in and cooked uh, we've had events with uh, some Michelin star chefs as well over the last um, couple of months And um, but this weekend we have for 30 euros you can buy a ticket on our website fearviafarm.ie and you can come and all you can eat of all the regenerative, um, whether it's beef sausages, pork sausages, the burgers, like where we do, um, yeah, the fried egg on, on sourdough bread from Muller O'Connell Bakery. Um, I've done a couple of other barbecues uh, for different people. This kind of grew out of nowhere as well and where people want our produce and we go and we build a fire pit for somebody and, and we uh, cook. I, I fed 300 people last week Wow. Um, I, 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 with um, burgers and garlic mushrooms and sausages and all that kind of stuff, you know. It doesn't get, when we talk about the whole journey from farm to fork, I mean, there is no journey there. That, 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 that's, that's absolutely beautiful really, when you think about it like that and that it's, it's the quality of what you're doing as well. Uh, I'm just going to take you back briefly to regenerative farming. Just as I was looking at, you know, a few notes earlier today, I've noticed like, you know, some of Ireland's biggest kind of companies like um, Heineken, Guinness and that, they really are endorsing regenerative farming as well. They're bringing a lot of a lot of farmers in, in, in pilot schemes, you know, looking at how they grow their grains and barleys and stuff like that too. Is it something, is regenerative farming going to be something that we're all going to be very familiar with, you think, in the next few years or is it a little bit down the line yet? No, it's actually, it's here now. And um, now I'm not associated with any big business. I wanted to be able to um, take the farm in the direction I wanted to go in. I had a kind of a, an idea from the beginning um, when I bought the forest, what I wanted to get to. And uh, um, so in the middle of that, I've um, just completed a master's down in NU Galway uh, in agricultural innovation. Um, did a thesis on um, basically ex- um, expanding the business I have national nationally. Uh, so a logistics and distribution model for um, for direct selling your produce, um, a buyer club for regenerative farmers to be, so they can come together and become more efficient. And um, 
So um, it's really, if, if there is any regenerative farmers out there, if they can contact me um, to see if they'd fit or, or if they'd be interested in joining the, the farmer-led co-op. But I'm doing a dissertation now for before the 1st of August and it's on food nutrition. So what Diane was talking about um, earlier, and I actually know Diane, she uh, back, what, five or six years ago, more even, um, um, I attended one of her courses and it actually lit me up, uh, lit a fire under me in regards um, exercise and nutrition. And that's some of the reason why I am where I am now. I think she's waiting in the wings there for you as well. He's going to bring you for a run after this. Um, as you mentioned there, anybody maybe regenerative farming that might want to get in touch, if they look at your website, Fearbia Farm, so F-I-O-R-B-H-I-A, farm.ie, Brendan's phone number and email is on it there. You can get in touch with him anyway. He's always happy to take a call. For now, Brendan, thank you so much for coming in. Um, it is an amazing story. It was an amazing one when you first introduced, introduced it to us about two and a half years ago. Where you've taken it already is an absolute credit to you and um, all I can wish you was all the very best and it sounds like things are going, just going to keep going up and up. Brendan Guinan, thanks so much for that. Thanks, Ronan. And there you go. Now, if you didn't know what regenerative farming was, you certainly do now. And um, if you didn't know of Brendan's products, you certainly do now. And I suspect there's many people hitting that website already and uh, looking at that event on Saturday because, um, yeah, I'd nearly run over there now. That sounds absolutely amazing. Time now for a quick break. After that, we're going to look at Vodafone's new initiative that gives some paid leave back to their employees who have to look after a loved one or somebody in their community or somebody that they that are close with that needs that little bit of extra care. Um, because I think over two, 250,000 Irish workers are currently um, giving care to somebody you know, close to them as well as doing their day jobs as well. And that number is set to grow rapidly over the next couple of years. So find out a lot more about that initiative in just a couple of moments. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Welcome back to Taking Care of Business. Um, I'll be honest with you, during the break, there were one or two little kind of minor technical issues there and um, slightly changed the running order. I was mentioning that Noelle from Vodafone might be on with me, but I'm just kind of struggling to track her down at the minute. If all is going well, uh, John Ahern from Borgosh Energy should be on the phone with me now. John, a very good evening to you. How's it going, Ronan? How are you? John, apologies. Thank you for taking the call at very short notice there. Um, John, just um, we got a word to us today that uh, you have been nominated for a very prestigious award. You're involved with the digital marketing team at Borgosh Energy Ireland, but um, you've been nominated for an award, um, the Can Young Lions. Tell us this award. I think many of us, myself included, probably never heard of that before. What is it and what does it mean within your sector? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the Cannes Line Festival essentially celebrates creativity, um, and I think it's I think it's in its seventieth year this year. So myself and my good friend Kathy Lambert, we entered a competition there about two months ago now at this stage, um, the Cannes Lines National Competition, and uh, we had to basically come up with an idea for within twenty four hours, present it to a, a group of marketing experts, and then they were had to decide essentially. Uh, the winners, and we were lucky enough and privileged to have been selected as the winners to represent Ireland and, and Borgosh Energy on the global stage now. So we'll be heading off to Cannes on Saturday morning. Um, and yeah, that's that's the plan. And the format for the actual competition itself is quite similar to what you had to do to, to get the nomination in the first instance, is it? Exactly, yeah. So basically how it worked was we were given a brief from a charity uh, that we didn't know in advance um, and we had 24 hours then to come up with an idea um, and then present it back to the judges. So the charity that we were we were given was Goal 
and we had to come up with an idea for how Borgosh Energy um, could partner with Goal in a way that basically helps Goal achieve their objectives um, in a way that's completely new and unique, but also in a way that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, as I said, myself and, and Cathy Lambert presented that uh, in, and it was a very competitive heat, so we were absolutely delighted to, to be chosen um, to, to go off and, and represent Ireland. So that, that's the plan. So your your day job with Borgosh Energy too, you're you're heavily involved obviously with the digital marketing team, and I believe you were one of the kind of key players in kind of in their strategy, particularly from 2021, as you looked at almost repositioning the business. Um, can you talk to us more about that and kind of the the role you played and the, the approach you took to it? A hundred percent, yeah. So like, um, massive shout out to the to the entire marketing team in Borgosh Energy as well. They've been hugely uh, supportive from the very get go. I don't think. Uh, they actually encouraged us to to go for this in the first place, so we wouldn't wouldn't be here at all talking to you if it wasn't for them. And they've been hugely supportive um, all the way throughout the competition in, in terms of the preparation for it, um, as well. We've been doing a lot of practice briefs for the competition as well. But yeah, so like in my day today, I'm the digital marketing exec, so um, very much in, involved in the digital world and the social media side of things for for Borgosh Energy. Um, and, and everything they do on a day to day. So, so that's my day job. But um, yeah, that, that's so we're really excited for for next week. It's uh, it's going to be a busy a busy week. The the festival essentially is is all about um, uh, as I said creativity, and there's going to be lots of talks and inspiring conversations about uh, or from marketing leaders and, and people who are you know very experts in, in the creative space. So. Um, looking forward to, to taking part in that, but also, uh, you know, preparing for the competition is, is the focus, I suppose, at the moment. Absolutely, with location, location, location is everything too, like you know, as, a Rat- <laughs> yeah. as, as a Rattowny man too, uh, I suppose, a nice weekend away in Kansas, certainly nothing to be sneezed at, but things about uh, locations <laughs> and travel as well, you've, you've been heavily involved in, a, in probably one of Ireland's largest social media accounts, um, an independent travel page too. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the the Best of Ireland Instagram page here yeah, with uh, myself and and uh, Cahill McDonald, the co-founder of the page, uh, we've been working on that for the last four years. Essentially, the Best of Ireland is um, is a travel page on Instagram that showcases all the best of Ireland, does what it says on the tin. So the best places, the best experiences, things to do. Um, so if you're ever stuck for a bit of inspiration, rolling on a Friday evening for what to do on the weekend, feel free to take a look at the Instagram page, and you might get a few ideas. Um, but that's uh, that's what we've been doing. It's just a it's a passion project on the side, um, so it's it's been going well. I think it really took off, particularly in the in the COVID years, because um, everyone was stuck inside. So they were just looking up on Instagram for some ideas and, and travel inspiration for when they could get out the door uh, and start exploring this lovely island we're in. So. Um, yeah, so that's a it's a passion project, uh, Best of Ireland. If anyone wants to look it up and follow it, absolutely. Well, look at all the very best wish um, with the weekend. Now, hopefully, um, you know it'll be a great experience for you anyway. But it'd be great to see you bringing home a major award from that as well. As I say, it's very prestigious. Only a certain few people actually get nominated to go over there. And uh, awesome, all the very best. And we look forward to hearing um, some news early next week. John Ahern, thank you so much for that. Thanks, Ronan. And that's Rat Downey's John Ahern. There, he's been. Nominated for, I say, that highly prestigious award in Kansas, the Cannes Young Lions, often referred to as the Oscar, an Oscar of advertising. So what an award it would be for him to bring home and uh, certainly one that would bolster 
um, already a ver- an already very impressive CV. Time for another short break. After that, I will be talking to Noel Burke from Vodafone about their new initiative that gives extra paid leave and some additional time off for people who need it and indeed flexibility to look after a loved one or somebody within their wider circle of friends or something that they, they need to give and have that little bit of time to give a little bit of extra care to alongside their day jobs. So find out about that a little bit after this break. Taking care of business with thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Vodafone is Ireland's leading total communications provider with almost two and a half million customers and they employ over 2,000 people directly and indirectly in the country. And uh, over the past couple of weeks, they've launched a whole new initiative um, aimed at people, employees who have to care for somebody that could be a loved one. It could be somebody within their wider family circle. It could be somebody even within their community. But um, some of the figures and some of the stats behind this are quite um, quite interesting because at the minute, it's estimated over a quarter of a million people who are currently working also have additional duties in caring for somebody else. And that's about one in nine of our workforce. And by 2030 alone, that number is expected to be about down to one in five. So the number of people who are going to have to provide care to somebody else whilst continuing to try and hold down a career and hold down a job, is definitely on the rise. And Vodafone have tried to take the lead in this and really get out and launch a very innovative programme. And it's all around, uh, it's the first of its kind, basically, support for employees caring for a loved one. And to find out more about it and the kind of thinking behind it, I'm delighted to be joined by Noel Burke. And Noel is the Human Resources Director at Vodafone Ireland. Noel, um, it already sounds like a really interesting initiative. Um, what inspired Vodafone to really look at this and to turn it into an actual programme for their employees? Hi, good evening, Ronan. Yeah, we're very excited. I think probably when I hear employees talk about this being our most inclusive support ever, uh, I think we know that we, we've hit, you know, we've hit something very important to people's lives. Um, it was a grassroots, so it came from people. I think, as you said, you gave some of the stats there, you know, one in five right now, one in nine right now, and, and that number rapidly heading towards one in five. So I think for us, it was a very important to create and to allow for a degree of flexibility for those with caring responsibilities. And that's what we've tried to make sure we've introduced. We've probably gone a little bit step further, maybe that makes it a little bit unique because it's not necessarily someone you're related to only. And we all, I think post pandemic have extended our network um, and that now comprises, you know, also potentially of neighbors or close friends um, who we're also, you know, supporting. And I think that's what's great about this policy that we've implemented and this new support. Um, it, it allows you to do that. So it doesn't have to be somebody who's directly related to you. Um, and that's probably what makes it, as you said, a first of its kind as well. And um, that's the uniqueness. So if you're playing a principal role, caring for someone and supporting somebody, you know, that they're not just within, you know, just not just within your nuclear unit that you get to support them too. And as well as, you know, that option of having a bit of additional time off, really, it is looking at that whole, that flexibility thing that the times that people might need, if it's for appointments, if it's to do whatever runs, maybe for medical care as well. It really is trying to, I suppose, look at that flexibility piece that a lot of, I guess you probably see your employees are beginning to demand now and, and, and respond to their needs too. Absolutely. So what we're offering is 10 days leave uh, and that covers everything, as you said, from hospital appointments to therapy sessions but also, you know, that peace of mind and flexibility to care and to be there for the loved one, be present in the moment um, without having to worry about, you know, the time away from work. So it's there. In addition, we have flexible working. Uh, you know, we're all working uh, in, in a flexible way, uh, you know, where possible and the role allows for it right now. So you have this in addition to that support. But I think the feedback from 
certainly the, the uh, I suppose the cohort who, who were the brainchild behind it, they really felt that this was a gap that just to have the days, particularly uh, when it was very important in the early days, that was important to them. Absolutely. And, and, and knowing that, you know, you're trusted, your employer trusts you as well. They know what you're doing and it's actually enshrined in policy within the within the company is fantastic. And it's it's one of a number of initiatives that you've been quite to the forefront recently as well over, over the last number of years, even around your kind of fertility and pregnancy supports and you know, leave as well for non-birthing parents. Again, stuff that for people who maybe have experienced that would be would be largely welcomed, but probably in the wider workforce, probably maybe something that companies haven't got a line of sight on it. So again, what was it compelled you to take action on those items? Yeah, look, I think we're, we're very proud to, uh, I suppose, be leading edge on some of these uh, supports and initiatives. As I said, a lot of it comes from our employees, which makes us, again, very proud because you know, we're keeping our finger on the pulse. We're hearing what matters to people. Um, and so we've been first to market with several people-centric supports designed really to promote a culture of flexibility and understanding at all stages of life. You know, I think it's very important for us. And um, you talked a little bit there about kind of, you know, the maternity leave policy. So is the 26 weeks fully paid? We've kind of taken that one step further in that we have returning mothers who come back to work on a four-day week but get paid for five days for the first six months. And again, you know, really trying to build, I suppose, just that right culture and that right environment to flourish, you know, particularly at these times and these stages in life. And that for us, I think, has been uh, acknowledged by employees as being, you know, a very much uh, that one step further that gives them all of the flexibilities that they need at the time they need it. And, you know, I think you mentioned we've non-birthing parents, which is also hugely positive. And I think certainly I've had a number of, you know, of, of dads reach out to me and tell me that regardless, you know, of of their situation, how important this has been to them. And I think certainly, you know, what we're looking at in, in the space of non-birthing parents is regardless of gender, regardless of orientation or length of service, you're able to avail of this support and return from parental leave by working the equivalent of a 30-hour week full pay for a further six months, which is very important as well. Um, and just, I just think the world and life right now just presents so much more challenges to the employee and the, and the workforce that we have of today. So again, you know, all of these supports are intended with that fertility, as you mentioned, you know, menopause. Um, and I think certainly, you know, particularly in, in recognise just some of what's topical right now. Um, another one that we're very proud of has been our, our Vodafone domestic violence support, which seeks to help employees who've experienced domestic violence or abuse. And again, giving them time, paid leave, specialist counselling, management training and emergency financial assistance at a time, you know, where that's just so vital. So things like helping them open new bank accounts, and salary advancement. So again, really just watching and trying to understand what matters and what's important to people. Um, and I think certainly for me, I pick up you know a huge legacy of doing the right thing um, in this space. And it's great to see this continuing and for us to carry that on. And thank you for coming on and sharing that story too, because I think it's important for businesses and for people to hear that and, and know that whatever, you know, change is coming and change is possible too without affecting the operations of a company. Um, you've been very much supported as well or, or kind of endorsed for your work by Family Carers Ireland and this week actually is um, National Carers Week. People can check out carersweek.ie as well for more information and events on that. So, man, you know, good kind of support behind your programmes because yeah. currently you're talking between 13 and 104 weeks unpaid leave for caring and this is designed, as you said, to to allow people continue in the workforce if they know that the care they have to give is going to be indefinite maybe and there's no end point to it. 
So, so again, I think lots of people will probably follow suit now and try and do what they can. I think my message always goes out to local businesses. Look at your own policies and procedures and see what you can do to best support your employees. But uh, for now, Noel, thank you so much for taking them out this evening as well. As I say, it's so important to highlight what companies are doing around these areas and uh, long may it continue. And thank you for your time this evening. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it and to talk about some of the great work the partners that we've worked with, uh, like Family Service Ireland, etc., have been doing too. So thank you for that. At all. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Noel. Noel Burke is Human Resource Director at Vodafone Ireland. So that's it. We're approaching eight o'clock. Joe Cooney is getting ready in the wings. He's coming in after news with Country Roads, the very best of Irish and American country music. But I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show. We spoke a lot kind of unintentionally about health and fitness, about being an entrepreneur, about, you know, fueling the body, fueling the mind, about creating a business, about going against the curve and doing something that people tell you you're probably crazy to do it, but making a huge success of it. Imagine having a food business that the chefs buy your food to feed their own families. That is some endorsement, all right. Well done to Brendan Guinan there from Fear Be A Farm. But thanks to all this, to, uh, all this evening's contributors. I'll talk to you all next week from seven. Have a good week and uh, talk to you soon. Taking care of business returns next Tuesday at 7 p.m. with the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly, and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business.